1: Important information
2: This episode captures the country, no the world in a tumultuous time. At this recording, George Floyd was brutally murdered and executed by the Minneapolis police. Protests brought the arrest of Officer Derek Chung, who had his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck. In addition, the other three officers have been arrested and charged as well. 17-year-old Garnella Frazier reported the incident. This incident has shown unprecedented reaction all over the world. To add to this tragedy, police have attacked peaceful protests journalists, and medical personnel. People are understandably shocked and angry. As an unhoused Black man, I am not. This is what I, the housed and unhoused, have said of African-American descent. We were disbelieved, dismissed, and denigrated. In episode four, I talk about how Business Improvement District along with the LAPD, as well as the neighborhood prosecutors, single out and attack unhoused people. The Los Angeles Police Department has shown a a a free reign in terrorizing the unhoused community, even during COVID-19. In connection with the Department of Sanitation, Los Angeles Police Department has aggressively ticketed people in Venice, as well as the Valley and all parts of Los Angeles. In response to the protests occurring, our city leadership has focused on looting. Chief Michael Moore went even further, and saying we have as much blood on our hands as the four officers who murdered George Floyd in broad daylight. We have police apologists, businesses apologists run to the defense of the police and businesses while videos show them running protesters over, shooting them peacefully and beating them. We have Business Improvement Pacific Salisades bootlicking and praising the cops on keeping themselves, but no mention in the Business Improvement District meeting on the name of George Floyd and the purpose of them protesting in the first place. We hear people speak ad nauseam about the buildings being looted by mom and pop stores. But a cursory comment is why are they protesting and how are the police, the instigators? I believe the brainwashing is so complete that they don't realize they're infected with that virus. This one has long lasting and has been here before COVID-19. You can not shelter in place from it. It attacks the mind and heart. The first symptom is telling the oppressed how to protest. Protesting with permission is simply a parade. The symptom gets worse. You quote Dr. King's speeches, omitting that he was shot in the jaw and chest as peaceful as he was. The next symptom is you go into a condescending explanation on how the civil rights movement was the right way to go because you walked with Dr. King. The symptoms get even more worse. You begin to lecture black people on the ways and faults them as the ones with the problem and not the oppressor. You enlist another black person not educated or basically on your side or no black person of color using statements to let them divide us after the condescension. You can imagine this virus spread faster than COVID-19. But unlike COVID-19 there is a cure, it has been here as long as the ignorance has been as well. It's called shutting the hell up listen instead of hearing. If Dr. King has said, riots are the language of the unheard, then why are you not hearing? He also said, we need a revolution of values. So what is this value over personal property, over the life of the people that are being constantly brutalized and not forgotten, or not even brought in the same sentence when you bring up these ridiculous comments about duty? Let us also remember that LAPD has been on camera beating up an unhoused member prior to George Floyd's death. So how many riots will it take for the country and the world to hear? How many riots will African-Americans and black Americans will take for us to get our point across that we are human beings? People get into their feelings about when we say black lives matter. Will it truly matter when you listen? I will close my intro with a quote from James Baldwin. The Negro's future in this country is precisely bright or as dark as the future of this country. Right now, it's darkness in this country. The question is will you turn on the light of understanding? My name is Theo Henderson from Weedy & Howes. I'm right here in Pan Pacific on a hot May 30th. And I'm here looking at a rainbow of people that are standing up and coming where they could be uh, enjoying a cold beverage. They're out here protesting and demanding justice for George Floyd. Um, in the studios, I have two uh, people that protest us and I would like to get their names. What's your name? Gabriel, Gabriel and- Michael. Gabriel and Michael. What brought you out here? um just
3: uh, the flood of bad news you know one black person dying and you know uh, the hands of the police after another and uh, you know we uh uh, benefit from so much privilege, but, uh we feel like it's our you know, responsibility to come out here and uh, at least give a little bit of our, you know, our opinion, our voices, you know, and stand in support of uh, those that are less privileged.
2: One of the things I wanted to ask you, Michael, is what was your thoughts when you saw the murder of George Floyd?
3: I mean, it's it, disgusting, shameful.
4: Yes. America needs to be held accountable for what it has let happen
5: to its people.
2: One of the things I, as an African-American person, it it affected me personally, of course. I've had situations that negative experiences with police officers. Um, I witnessed firsthand. I got out. uh, I was telling about the time I was accosted by 13 cops. Um, I had guns drawn on me. I've had several different negative incidences. always that when i would start to uh, mention the conversation a lot of times i was met with opposition what did you do to start it uh not all cops are bad uh and even watching when cnn reporter got arrested they were trying to still uh make it a respectability politics thing, and blame like well if dr king was alive he would be against you burning buildings and things what is your thoughts on this
3: i mean we're so quick to you know try and uh find uh, uh an equivalence you know that you know that might be false and uh you know i think it's part of our culture and dna to you know ascribe the blame to black people and brown people you know that's just what we're programmed to do as a society and uh we think that you know the police are always 100 on our side and protecting us but i don't think that's the case
4: I would just like to add that, um, you know, a man was murdered and we saw it. And the conversation about uh, looting is not important. Those are objects, those are not people. Well
2: said. I was gonna say the thing, buildings could be rebuilt and you will get your pumpkin spice latte maybe a little later than you expected. But the bottom line is George B. Floyd will not be getting that pumpkin spice latte. And in fact, he won't be entering any of those buildings that you're pining and crying over. Uh, one of the last things I wanted to uh, ask is that I notice that there is a sense of um, unease because LA has its own share of police brutality. Um, what can we do in order for to hold the police accountable? Because 54% of the budget is with uh, for LA LAPD, and many people don't know that. And they're cutting out essential services for other people like women, children, elderly, uh, so they can fund this uh, this occupying force. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
3: Mm. I don't know if I have the answer to that, but I think uh, the one thing that we can do is just uh, call out police, you know, bullshit and brutality when we see it. Record um, and don't stand by idly, uh, especially as white people. That's I feel like one of the first, you know, of many things we can do. Um.
4: I didn't realize that the budget was that high. Yes. Uh, I think that, you know, you have to vote, you have to be involved in the system, and if the system isn't working for you, you have to break it.
2: That's one of the things. With uh, it's been happening in the past couple of weeks, the uh, people's uh, budget has been pushing around. Um, I would strongly encourage you guys to look into that and understand and and protest when it's public comment. Uh, President uh, Council Member President Nuri Martinez is responsible for uh, trying to uh, steamroll this budget in or not or cut off co- uh, public comment. Uh, so, is there anything else you would like to add before I, I, I mill around? <laughs>
4: Just thank you for sharing that information with us. Thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you for you know getting your story out there, and you know be safe. Thank you very much for your time. This is Theo Henderson from Weediet House. I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. Thank you. Thank you. of people here. One of the signs says abolish the prison industrial complex, and I see U.S. police are occupying our neighborhoods. Um, Let's get your names and let's get your positions on these things. Uh,
0: My name is Melanie Vene, and my position is that um, having the policemen who have physically engaged in police brutality convicted is only the very first step we need. This entire system has been written by white people for white people and only serves to protect us. And the whole Blue Lives Matter serve so to protect is not true. It's only a way to control minorities and perpetuate oppression. Um, so the whole system needs to be abolished, not reformed.
6: So what about you? When you're saying they're occupying your neighborhoods, what's going on? Uh, well, my name is Nicholas Ayala. Um, and, you know, when I say occupying our neighborhoods, uh, I refer to uh, Huey P. Newton. And one of his famous uh, quotes, one of his famous sayings is that U.S. police force is an occupying army. And when he says that, he was referring to the brutality and the oppression that marginalized communities in the U.S. face and comparing that to the brutality and oppression that marginalized communities elsewhere in other countries face at the hands of the U.S. Army. And when you compare the deaths of how many people the U.S. police killed in the U.S. in the past five years, they've killed more people in the U.S. than U.S. soldiers have died in Iraq and Afghanistan. And when that's the case, you know for a fact that this is an occupying army and we are currently at war.
2: Well said, Uh, did you know that the 54% of the budget police budget is used uh, for our budget is used for police Um, as more importantly, the services for people of color and elderly and children and other vulnerable communities are cut and slashed by Mayor Garcetti. Uh, what, What are your thoughts on that?
0: That's just a reflection of the US government how it's been in the past just throughout history it's always been a system like that priorities certain lives certain communities over others and then capitalizing on other bodies just for the profit of those who are already in a privileged position that's just man- manifesting itself at with budget allocation as well
6: mm-hmm. I mean you could you could hear mayor Garcetti right now right there, up in the sky. Mm-hmm. That's Mayor Garcetti's police funding right there. Right. While uh, people are still homeless and living on the streets yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. and while people aren't getting any money, uh, while everyone's losing their jobs, millions of people are unemployed. And so, you know, they, they, they show what they value. And when, when they talk about budgeting, that's just what they prioritize and what's, what's important to them. What's important to them is the police. What's important to them is the property that the police protect. What's not important to them are the people who are dying. Well said. Uh, this is Theo Henderson from Whittier and Howes. I'm going to mill around and ask a couple of other people for
2: their perspective. I thank you for your time, um, and I hope we again meet in the light of understanding. Thank you thank very you much. So much for your time. No problem. You too. Los Angeles Police Department Chief Michael Moore blamed looters as having the same blood on their hands as the four officers that murdered George Floyd. He gave a lukewarm apology, but a larger issue looms of his belief system on people of color when they are angry and protesting police violence. Multiple people arrested in South Bend, Indiana. Police break up a unhoused encampment. A Minneapolis residents commandeer a hotel for the unhoused. Rosemary Fisher, one of the community members, said. People are organizing themselves. We take care of each other. The owner was preparing to evacuate it when community activists arrived. Bishop Furba stated, I believe housing people here, we prevented it from being burned down. In other news, in one of my episodes, I covered one of the unhoused vigilanteisms at Good Morning Vietnam and Playa del Rey house vigilanteism with police LAPD tacit approval occurred in Playa del Rey this week. Pictures of the assault were taken similar to George Floyd. Police arrived and arrested the vigilantes and the vigilantes walked free. These NIMBYs have been stalking the victims for a week, posting threatening messages in the Playa del Rey community, Facebook community, threatening to beat him up and throw Molotov cocktails at him. In reward for this, Mike Bonner, staffer Matt Teckle scheduled a town hall to discuss the plan to deal with the park and its occupier. In Orange County, California, the District Attorney Todd Spitzer held a press conference to discuss a series of poisoning targeting the unhoused in the city of Huntington Beach. The unhoused were poisoned with food laced with restin capricium which is twice as strong as the pepper spray Used by the police and filmed their reactions. The victims, the unhoused victims, suffered from seizure-like symptoms, difficulty breathing, vomiting, intense mouth and stomach pain. Several required hospitalization. And this is unhoused
7: This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House. I'm
2: talking to one of the gentlemen that got shot with, the, uh, with a riot paint gun uh, by the police. Can you tell us what happened? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're all
8: outraged, and uh, we're trying our best to pe- peacefully protest. Uh, I get that there are some pe- individuals that are... That are causing riot, you know. Focus your attention on them rather than somebody that is standing um, along the sideline, just making sure everyone's okay. Peacefully and peacefully. And I was sh- I was shot. I was shot by a rubber bullet, and uh, that didn't stop me. We're still here. I, I did not I did not fret. I did not move. You got to make a stand. Let them know this is not okay. It hasn't been okay for a long time. It's now. It's time we join together. And this is my battle scar. That's my battle scar.
2: Why did? Uh, where were you at when they was just shooting? I, just...
8: So we're in front of Trader Joe's right now. So I was in, I was on top of this uh, this um, uh, whatever security. that is security. security thing. Yeah, security um, booth, and um, you know, it's not. I'm not hurting anybody. Right. I'm not right. hurting You're anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and they're trying to set an example. You're setting the wrong example. You know. You're setting the wrong example. Excellent.
2: Yeah. What's your name, sir? I already get My getting? name is
8: Marcus. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's at About Montana. Uh, again, that's About Montana. That's on, uh, across all of my social medias. And, uh, yeah, let's speak up. Let's speak out. Let's show love and support. No matter what race or style or, or gender or religion, we're all in this together. You know, and that's it.
9: Thank you very much
2: for that impact statement. This is Theo Henderson for Weedy Unhoused. I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. the shade. Please don't make me go out in the sun. Hey, <laughs> thank you. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House. I'm here in the shade on a hot Saturday day, and I was just telling them I'm not a young man anymore, so I, I'll leave this to them. They got the right spot. So let me get to, uh, you guys' names, and we can have a conversation here.
7: Harry Witzke,
5: Scott Taylor, Alex Keefany. Oh,
2: thank you guys for taking the time to speak with me. So what is your... Uh, What is your feelings about this uh incident with George Floyd? What's what's your thoughts on this?
7: Uh it's one of one of many incidents. That's been going on for years and years and years. Yep. And it's a it's a catalyst more than anything. Yes, I agree. What what's your thoughts?
5: Uh this is Scott, and uh I'm a black man, Mm -hmm. and what I'll say is it's not really about George Floyd at all. Um George Floyd is merely uh, representation of what's been going on for years and years and years mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I think we're all out here to stand up against what's going on police brutality as well as just black people being seen as what my shirt says less of a human being they fought and died for me when you all just see is three-fifths
2: yeah three-fifths Yeah. Three yep. yes that's very true I, I too when I, when it happened to me uh, I, I had to well, I, I had a very visceral reaction I'll be honest because I'm African American and I'm unhoused and, I, and it makes me angry because of the times that I've been hassled by cops. I had 13 cops come up on me. I've had them vilify my name. I've had them uh, uh, pull guns on me and my brother different, so I, I, I felt that that could really literally have been me. You know all it took is one idiot that didn't like the way if I didn't move fast enough or things like that and, and things would have changed. Uh, what affected what, what, what you about the George Floyd uh, situation?
4: What affects me is how it hurts my black and brown brothers and sisters and I'm just here as an ally to support them and protect them because they haven't been protected for hundreds of years and I know as a white man that's my duty now to uh, do the things that they are unable to do on their own. Absolutely. Thank you.
2: I appreciate it. Um, one of the things also I want to talk about is where do we go from here? Because this seems like this is not just here in Los Angeles. i watched Minneapolis. I've seen Pittsburgh. I've seen other places are following suit with coming out and coming out in droves. And it's a rainbow coalition of people that just saying enough, enough of the police. What do, What do you think? Where do we go from
7: here? We were kind of discussing this earlier and... Well what we want to see, what we hope we go from here is is long-term organized protests. Mm-hmm. We hope that this isn't just a this isn't just like a two- week period where the nation's upset. Mm-hmm. We hope that you know we can mirror our you know our um, our equals in Hong Kong who have been protesting every week for mm-hmm. for months for months on end I, we I think from here I hope that we We're able to build a system uh, that we can protest like this for months to come uh, to enact some form of real change. Mm -hmm. And I would love for
5: just people as a whole to stop labeling this as like a Black Lives Matter movement or label it as George Floyd or label it as anything Mm -hmm. and just understand that it's more of a mindset shift that needs to happen Mm -hmm. and the things that are happening in cities while people are rioting, people are looting and people are protesting. You know, you can label it whatever you want to label it and words kind of change the narrative Um, and there's certain people controlling the narrative so I would like people to be able to see that, you know, while they show you this and they tell you that or tell you this, tell you that there's places like where you can get sources of information such as your podcast, for instance, where you can get the people's view on it, the people that are actually in it. Most of us are nonviolent. Nice. Now, everybody is going to be an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's going to take their chance to get something that they can take. Yeah. Um, so that's what you have when you, you know groups of people kind of hoard together. But in all reality, what it's all about is change. It's all about change. But one of the things that I always,
2: when people say that about looting and rioting, they never say that when there's a championship game. They never say that when there's like the Huntington Beach surf turf thing, when they base uh, $2 billion of conflict. President Trump didn't call them thugs, talking about they was going to be shot and things.
4: So what what, what are your thoughts on this? I'm here to promote reform among all institutions of the United States. Every single institution in this country was built upon racism. And until we all come together and recognize that and work towards change, um, nothing will change. So demonstrations like this show that the people really do care and understand that this country was built in a way that we do not agree with and we're gonna do our best to make it work for all its citizens. Black, brown, yellow, anything anyone.
5: And this this country itself was built upon looting. Yes, exactly. it, it, was built up, you. it was built Thank upon you. looting. Yes, yes. It was built upon intimidation. Yes. It was built upon forceful taking of land, forceful exactly. taking of indigenous people, indigenous peoples things. Um, you know, it's in our museums. Artifacts are in our museums. Nothing owns to those people. None of those people that own the museums own any of those artifacts. Yeah. They took them. Um, so, you know, that's what's happening in the streets right now. Yeah. And the only way to incite change is to you got to flip it on its head.
2: One of also that if you look, this is what uh, Mayor Garcetti is allocating: fifty-four percent of his budget, more police funding, and cutting out services that are needed for people of color, uh, children, elderly, people with health issues. He is devoted an entire almost half, over half of his budget toward police, who are the culprit and we spend out millions of dollars in settling for wrongful or police brutality cases. So um, here's something that we can do as I always say, is that we can, like for example the uh, his budget is up for review, we can call and demand that you listen to the people's budget instead of your budget, because your budget is just basically occupying and militarizing people in poor people's neighborhoods is, after you create legislation and ordinances to punish them for the victims uh, for their own victimization it's wrong but this this is one of the things that I um, I truly encourage uh, this coming up this week please contact your label your, uh, your council member or the city hall and and tell them to stop that budget it is no reason for you to have over six billion dollars added on what you have extra money from the neighborhood councils and every other uh, every the union and every other place but the taxpayers and most often than not the people of color are paying for the police brutality against themselves so we're paying our own money to uh to, so us to get stopped getting our ass beat
5: Absolutely. <laughs> yep every every last penny goes to mobilizing them mm-hmm. it goes to more resources for them but nothing really goes to their education mm-hmm. what police what police need is education and um, you know, merely maybe mental health You yes. need to understand, like, why they experience The feelings that they experience yeah. Why they are so aggressive with black folks Why mm-hmm. they are so aggressive with anybody mm-hmm. You know, anybody, it doesn't matter really what color you are To be mm-hmm. fair, they are, they are aggressive yes. when, when, when they get involved with you, they become aggressive yes. and It's because that's their nature yeah. That's their brotherhood, and that's what they stand for And that's what's been accepted And they
2: know that there's nothing going to be done about it
7: <laughs> Absolutely Yeah, they're the, they're the enforcers And, like, with that, with that money, are, is any of that money going to go to de-escalation training? No. Is that going to go to, you know, how to how to deal with somebody who is maybe resisting in a, in a safe way? None of it's going to go to that. It's going to go to ramping up numbers, ramping up more weapons, more protection for for people who don't need it. So exactly.
4: More riot gear, which only promotes more violence. More violence. More violence. Right. They, the police, haven't been about protecting the community for hundreds of years, they've been about control. Right. Yep. And this is us showing that the citizens are in control. Yep. We're the ones who decide what you can and cannot do because this is our country.
5: And a little known fact to a lot of people is the police force was actually started we'll to round press. up slaves, slaves, slaves right. freed slaves. right? So there was no when slavery ended, nobody was doing the work. Right, so a police force began, and that's what what they did is they rounded up people for petty crimes, and then they made them perform work and exchange and
2: change gangs.
5: Yes, exactly.
2: Here's the thing, also too, is that it's over billions of dollars. Like for example, for the unhoused community to sweep an unhoused community tenement, it's thirty million dollars a year. And last, a couple of years ago, it added up to $60 million. Now, think of that kind of money, what that could have been to help people find supportive housing, uh, substance uh, trans- usage training or pl- uh, places where they could get treated for it, uh, mental health uh, uh, training and mental health de-escalation uh, services for them. That 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 didn't happen. All it ha- had happened was a bunch of NIMBYs and a bunch of privileged people calling council members who didn't like unhoused people anyway mm-hmm. and use it, uh, the police force as the occupying military uh, military armada if you will so is uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before I I, I sign off
7: you know I I hope that um, more white people can can understand that this uh, you know it's a it's a privilege to not have to give a shit about these kind of things so like I hope they recognize that privilege I hope that you know white people make up sixty percent of this country and I hope that more of them, and I'm happy to see a lot of white people out here today, I hope that they can stand up and, and understand that you know, that they need to be a part of this.
5: A system that's built on oppression and that benefits from people's oppression and suppression is only gonna feel it when they feel oppressed.
4: That's accurate. This is only going to continue until change is actually made. And I hope people see this and understand that this is bigger than what they are and we're gonna keep on going
2: thank you all for it. And for the shade. This is, (laughs) this is C.O. Henderson for Weedy and House. I thank you all for listening and may we again meet in the light of understanding. protest due to the police provoking the protesters. They shot at one of uh, the protesters with a bing bag, and that's turned the situation from a peaceful protest to a defensive mechanism. Now, people are, are closing their cars. Hey, how's it going? Yo. How are you? Good, good to see you, good to see you. I've
7: been messaging um, Carlos, and then I
2: just got lost in here. Oh, OK. Oh, wait, let me ask you, let me get you on record. This is a returning guest, Liddy Bliss. So tell me, what, why are you out here?
7: I had
0: to do something. Black. <laughs> Straight up, I'm black. I'm here, and I just can't sit and look on social media and not f- and be part of it. Well said. So, wow. Well,
2: yes. Uh, did you hear what happened with uh, the police uh, shooting beanbags?
0: No, I was up, up the, over here. I didn't know what they were shooting. I was just
2: they were shooting at the protesters.
7: This is my first.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to mill around a little more, but thank you, Lady Bliss. Uh, This is Theo Henderson from Whittier and there There's more to follow. Theo Henderson from Whittier House, and we are seeing the protests move forward. They're marching outside the park of Pan Pacific. So let's figure out what's going on, and what uh, one of our guests here, Kyle, is going to tell us what his thoughts is on the matter.
9: Hey, Theo. Uh, yeah, we're out here to support our black and brown comrades. Um, we're all appalled at the, you know, white supremacy that we see on a daily basis. And you know, we need to abolish the police, and we're here to call for that. We're here to call for the defunding of LAPD. Uh, we're here to call for LAUSD, to cut all ties with the LAPD, and uh, to abolish the parcel state, and police as we know it, and divert resources to services. Was this the tipping point for you guys to, because uh, I see such a, a rainbow of people. Was this one of the tipping points for you guys to really um, mobilize to come out? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's uh, so many tipping points, right? Um, I think, you know, George Floyd is just one of, you know, the millions of victims of white supremacy. And it's the spark that, uh, yeah, is driving people out of here right now because we can't sit back and watch this shit happen every single day. Um, yeah.
2: Mayor city and Nuri Martinez have are over the budget, the city budget, which is 54% of LAPD is used of allocated funds. That means some of the services that are essential, particularly during COVID-19, is going to be cut. Um, what what
9: message should they take away from this 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 demonstration out here? But that budget reflects no one's priorities in this city except for the LAPD. It's the most egregious, insane use of resources to give a raise to people who are, you know, the most murderous police force in this country when poor people and people of color are as vulnerable as ever. Uh, these people, you know, our city council is, and our mayor should be deeply ashamed of themselves. And, you know, they, they don't represent the, the, the amazing people of this city. What about if people say- uh, not all police officers are bad what do you to say about that well look it's not a matter of individual critique right it's a matter of the system the system is rotten and if you partake in the system then you are infected by that rottenness regardless of your individual prejudices or attitudes that's what we mean when we say there's no good cop we don't mean that every single cop harbors racial prejudice, we mean that they're partaking in a system that is institutionally structured to oppress people of color and poor people in this country. And there's no way to be a a paid officer of the state uh, and and not partake in that violence, no matter how good and well-intentioned you are. That's excellently stated, I should say. Um, one last thing. Um, where is the movement going now? Well, I mean, we, you know, I think people are at their wit's end for a variety of reasons. And, the, you know, the fact that this is taking place during a time when we have, you know, mass unemployment and we have... Uh, resources being spent on, you know, LAPD and law enforcement when people are struggling to buy groceries and are and are you know getting sick by the by the thousands. Uh, I think this is the start of uh, a really unprecedented movement in in this country and, and hopefully in the world. And I, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to talk Mayor Mercedes money. Right there, that's it. Right there. Yeah. Imagine what, imagine what good that money could be spent on. Instead of monitoring, you know, peaceful protests. It's insane. Thank you,
2: Kyle, for taking the time to give us your insights on this. I'm going to continue to mill about, sure. and I want to uh, thank, thank you, to you to for you. your time. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy and House, and I thank you all for listening, and may we again meet in the light of understanding. Thank you for listening to episode 25. I hope you walked away with some new insights, as well as a renewed resolve to do something other than just pluck your tongue or blame the victims. This has motivated me to create a Zoom invite to all that's listening to have a discussion about the things that have occurred and the things that we want to see. It's titled Meeting in the Light of Understanding, and it will be a Zoom invite. I encourage all of us to come if either just to listen or to offer some insight. I encourage your insight to see where we are as a community as well as a country. But one of the things that we must center is not only just George Floyd, but we also must uh, center the black unhoused people that are all over the world. Black unhoused are twice as likely to have interactions with the police officers. So this is a poignant and is a relevant topic that is not being discussed. One of the keys to that is neighborhood business councils or business improvement district uh, individuals that will sit and have meetings about unhoused people and h- discussing plans how to get rid of them or using uh, the legal arm of the city, such as the neighborhood prosecutor, in order to terrorize and displace unhoused people without offering a viable solution. If you're one of those NIMBYs that has been pushing against having unhoused people in houses near or shelters near your area in your neighborhood or schools and things like that, then you need to rethink this. This issue is relevant because when you call the police and business improvement district individuals, you are weaponizing and using privilege in order to terrorize unhoused people. We have got to move the police and law enforcement out of the major equation and loud money that Garcetti is supposedly going to cut from the police and put them in services that people really need. I thank you all for listening and may we truly meet in the light of understanding.
1: information.